Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Colorado Avalanche postgame coverage continues now on Denver's official home for Avs hockey. Let's go between the pipes with Alex Ryan Emmy and Mark Springer. Slots. it wide to the target. Dave settles it down off the glass, out to center, gloved by Rantanen. McKinnon has an open net over for Nachushkin. He shoots and scores! A two-goal night for Valeri Nachushkin. And the 2-2 train is bringing the W into the station. 14.3 seconds to go in the third period. Nachushkin has two, the Avalanche have five. And Colorado is about to cruise out of California, winning every single contest in the Golden State. McKinnon unselfishly hands it off to Valeri Nachushkin, who is all smiles. A two-goal night for Valeri Nachushkin. Three points each for Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. The Avs raced out to a 4-0 lead in this late start in San Jose. It looked like it was all done. A pretty bow had been tied up on top of it by the time the third period started. 19 minutes later, it was a one-goal hockey game following an Eric Carlson goal with the netminder pulled. It was 4-3. Nachushkin ices it. With the empty netter, the Avs cover the minus one and a half for you betters out there, and they win their third straight game. Uh, Pavel Francouz was fantastic in the beginning of this game, keeping uh, San Jose off the scoreboard despite a uh, what we thought was the first goal of the game from San Jose. It gets called back. A Logan Couture breakaway happened to be offside. Uh, and the Avs, for dominating the majority of this hockey game, got a little squirrely at the end. But guess what? You get your two points, you sweep the short road trip in California, and you get to come home for a marquee matchup Monday night against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. Welcome to Between the Pipes. I'm your host, Alex Ryan Emmy. You guys know me better as Raj, joined, as always, by my co-host, the radio machine, Mark Springer, and super producer Steve Nelson on the ones and twos. Pitter patter, let's get at her. What I love is about you every single day, buddy. Uh, Spring, it, it could have gotten away. It didn't. Yeah, I mean, uh, who was it? I think it was Peter Bob, the athletic tweeted out. It was a little reminiscent of the Islanders game from a couple weeks ago. Avs were up 5 1 in that one, 1 5 4. Uh, here they do win by two. I mean, they were in control of this entire game. Look, the Sharks. Like they were 26, 26 and eight coming into tonight. They, they've been playing okay of late. They had a couple back-to-back wins over the LA Kings. Those were some nice wins for the Sharks. They did lose the Kings the other night though, but you know, they've been playing better. They, they have like an outside puncher's chance of making the playoffs. You know, it's a team that just extended Tomas hurdle. It was a rumor I had seen that, you know, a lot of people were saying, ah, oh, hurdles, someone that the Avs should target. Well, I had seen that they were working on a contract extension. That's what happened. He's a good player. You know, there, there's some guys on this roster who can go, you know, you get a little lucky seeing Sachenko in goal tonight, a guy I've never heard of. Uh, and he was okay. Actually, I thought he made some plays. Francois was equally as good on the other side and the Avs were just a better team. You know, the Avs were the better team. It, the only thing, you know, at this point of the season that could hurt this team would be something like Valerian Nachushkin, who scores two goals tonight, 
he he blocks a shot with his with his palm in the third period, and I'm immediately thinking, oh my god, no, that's Broken we hand. do not need that. We just saw what happened with Jack Eichel. Oh good god, we do not need that. Luckily, he was okay. Uh, so that's it, man. They come away unscathed. They were the better team. And now we move to Monday. 20 games remaining in the regular season. It's starting to get there. We talked about uh, what the stretch run truly is in hockey. It's uh, certainly after Monday's trade deadline. Uh, that's what all the rumors are are, are swirling about. Today was a, a really odd Twitter day. If you were on Avs Twitter at the beginning of uh, of this glorious college basketball day, day two of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Av's Twitter was awash with uh, speculating about what Claude Giroux might want. It was it was painful to to not only see uh, the fan speculation, but the media speculate. It was just, it was nauseating. Well, I, I, I couldn't I think, stand I it. I think there is some truth in some of these reports. I guess the primary... No re- one knows anything! I, I Someone could have a source close to Claude. I reached I, out to, I reached out to my Philly source and my Philly source is damn close to Claude Giroux. Like, okay. Damn close to Claude Giroux and crickets. Nothing. I'm telling mm-hmm. you guys, no one knows anything. No one knows anything. Okay. Well, he, here's what we do know. Okay. What we do know is he did not play tonight with the flyers in Ottawa. Um, So he's going to get traded. We know that because you you don't come off your 1,000th game with the Flyers and, you know, the, the the practices leading up to it, you know, the team was paying their respects to him. It was like some sort of uh, send-off ceremony among the team. He's consistently in the cir- in the middle of the circle and in practice warm-ups. And then, you know, the way that the fans treated him after a, a win in his 1,000th It was a wild game. win. Yeah. Philly coming back. It looked like they had a lead, and then they were down by one with under five to go, and then they tie it, and then they win it in regulation. It was nuts. This was a great send-off for him. So the fact he didn't play tonight, we know he's getting traded. Yes. We, we don't know where. It does appear, I mean, I had seen a report where he nicks trades to the Rangers and the Bruins. It's down to Florida and Colorado. Yeah, well, but the fact that even he said no to a couple of trades, allegedly, reportedly, you know, no one no one knows for sure, but there are some relatively credible reports of that out there. Okay, well, why would you nix a trade to both those teams? Well, they're... Northeast rival teams, I guess maybe you can't that's go from a thing. playing for Philly for years to go <laughs> wearing a blue shirt. You can't. I, I agree. You can't do that. Uh-huh. Also, I, I mean, if you're gonna go to a team in the East and you want to go win a cup, New York probably isn't it right now. Maybe it's next better year than or Boston, two years though. Now, it's better See, than Boston. Boston. Yeah, I agree. He, if you went to Boston, you're spinning your wheels. New York is interesting. Their bottom six forwards are a disaster. Okay. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah, it does seem a little unrealistic to think that they could win a cup. Florida is certainly more realistic. Uh, Better weather there than here in Denver. That's the damn truth. But we're getting close to spring. It's going to be 60 degrees tomorrow in Denver. And when you spent 15 years in Philadelphia and he loved it there, absolutely loved it in Philly, then I don't think the weather is a problem for him. You get a more passionate fan base here in Denver. Uh, you think so? You think those South Beachers are big Panthers guys and gals? Go Cats Roar. <laughs> uh, the building always seems pretty empty, even when it is. Good. It is an empty building. I'm, I'm, also, I'm being facetious. The, the Western Conference is slightly less loaded than the East. I think that's something to be considered. But, okay, that leads us to the new report, allegedly from today, that maybe... Claude Giroux is concerned he won't be on power play one and he won't. Maybe that is a real thing for him. I don't know. He's concerned that he could be the second or even third line center on this team. But I mean, look to each their own, whatever you want. And another key here is because he's Nixon trades, he has the no move, no movement clause. He has say in where he can go. This is a lot like what we just saw with Deshaun Watson in the NFL. Deshaun went on a tour talking to all these teams. It was largely Deshaun's choice. And then the Texans would work out a deal with the team that Deshaun chose. I think that's very similar here with Claude Giroux. Claude can choose the team he wants 
and then the Flyers can work out a deal with that team unless one of the teams that Claude would say, okay, I'm content there. Maybe not my first choice, but I'm content there. Unless that team comes with an off, uh, far superior offer, this very well could come down to Claude's preference. It will come down to his preference. I just thought the the speculation over Claude's preference from, again, no one knows anything. That's That was my thing today. I was like, just everyone, shut the hell up. Like, let this just play out, and then we can react to it. Because it's just blowing mm-hmm. smoke up everyone's you-know-what. Thank you. You're on top of it. That's what killed me today. Um, Phrasing. I think another key here, too, is something I've kind of uh, been thinking about over the past 24 hours is, number one, no matter what happens, Joe Sackick was very much so, is very much so, in on Claude Giroux. Taking swings. Yep. So it's not like anyone can say Sackick didn't try. He's in on him. But I'm sure he has a line on a price that he won't cross. Do you think the key is Justin Barron? The young, and how, uh, I mean, that that's a prospect I don't know if I'd want to part with. He could be a key piece of this defensive core for years to come for a, a guy in Claude Giroux who could just be a rental, as great a rental as he would be. He is just a rental. You're not going to have room for Giroux moving forward. This is a play mm-hmm. for the next 19 games in the regular season and then 16 wins in the playoffs. That's seems, what you get. It, it's good without him, you know? So if it's he, good enough to win. It yeah. is good enough to win a cup as constructed mm-hmm. right now. So it, it, we'll, we'll see what the, we'll see what the price ultimately is. You know, if you choose, it's pretty much between the abs and Florida, we think, right? So we'll see what Florida's offer is, if that's where he ends up going. And then we'll look at that and we'll say, okay, could the abs have topped that? Um, and Maybe it'll look something like where it's like, wow, the Avs would have had to throw Justin Barron in, and maybe we wouldn't have wanted to do that. Uh, or then again, maybe the Claude just wants to go to Florida, and nothing the Avs could have offered could have swayed Claude either way. Avs win 5-3 in San Jose. They sweep the California road trip, the quick California roadie. Uh, before we get to your calls and texts, want to hit our first break. Again, if you guys can uh, hop on the phone lines, 303-504-0925 is the quality first service group listener line. You can text us on the Shop Mazda text line at 30933. You can also join us on twitch.tv slash altitude SR in the American Financing Twitch chat room. Devin, we see you on hold. We'll take our first time out on Between the Pipes. Raj and Spring, back in three minutes. Listening to Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5's Colorado Avalanche postgame show. Cross-ice pass for Devontae. Turns, fires it over for McKinnon. He reels it in. McKinnon down low, and it's sticked away from Taves. From Sachenko, the netminder. Has to get it back. Far side point, McKinnon. As McCarr in space, McCarr has it, winds and fires it. blocked. He gets it back. He shoots and scores. Oh, hell. Kale! And Kale McCarr has 22 goals on the season. And he is one away from tying Sandus Ozelinch for the most by a defenseman in franchise history. McKinnon saw McCarr at first. The shot was blocked. He got to his own rebound and he put a top cheese on Sachenko. And 34 seconds into the second period, the Avalanche have a 3 0 lead over the Sharks. Colorado would extend that to 4-0 before San Jose came back with three goals to make it a one-goal hockey game with a minute and 25 seconds remaining. Valeri Nachushkin iced the game with an empty netter, just 15 seconds to go uh, in the third period there. The Avs skating to a 5-3 win this evening. Uh, We had a little bit of everything tonight. The Avs just go one for one on the power play. They did score a goal on a delayed penalty in tonight's game, they go five for five on the kill as well. We saw Curtis McDermott fight, which is more of just like a Curtis McDermott throwing three punches at a guy and then the fight being over. The third punch was... Who did he fight? Jake I, Middleton in that one? Yeah, Middleton, who stood up for Nick Benino, who McDermott lays... I think a clean hit on. It was a now, clean hit. Now, now Benino just had the puck and had just passed it. So it's kind of those one Mississippi. And it wasn't huge. 
Like it wasn't violent. Well, it's because McDermott is six foot six, and so he he only you know he gets him in the head, but that's because he's six foot six, you know. So that's just the way it goes. Um, and when your your best guy on San Jose is you know this Middleton cat to fight Curtis McDermott, you know that's the thing. If you have a Curtis McDermott on your team. And the other team doesn't have anyone who can beat him up. And there's like maybe three guys in the league who could. Uh, then Curtis McDermott's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> this aggression will not stand, man. It was a little disappointing for me that Middleton didn't put up a little bit more of a fight. Because I wanted to see, I, I wanted to see a little bit, you know, I wanted to see a round or two. I, I got to see three Tyson punches and a knockout in the first round. I wanted to see just a little bit more, like a little bit jostling so I could actually get the full breadth of Connor and Moj's calls. But we got cheated out of that. Team. I think Middleton make, makes a mistake of of tangling with McDermott as they talk and decide to drop the gloves. That already puts him at a disadvantage. Yeah, you just got to go. Yeah, because he's in real close quarters already with McDermott. He should have kind of approached him more from a little bit of a distance and dropped the gloves and kind of felt his way into the fight more. I think it would have given him a better chance. He still would have lost, but it would have given him a better <laughs> chance. Avs score five goals tonight. Uh, really, really good performance this evening uh, on that power play unit. Again, just one opportunity there. It was early on the game, halfway through the first period of play. I uh, really like the puck movement in zone. Kale McCarr receives a puck on the blue line. And he's a couple of feet outside the blue line. And he's walking walking across the top of the zone. He goads out the San Jose defender, uh, dishes it off to the right-hand side. And then we get the high tip as Nazem Kadri presents his stick for Miko Rantanen to throw a uh, essentially like a, a snap pass onto. Uh, I really like that high tip. I think that's something that they need to start utilizing a little bit more to open up not only the room down low for McKinnon, to kind of wheel around in the corner. But if Kadri is a presence in the middle of that power play, whether it's for a high tip, a one-timer, utilizing him as a bumper pass, you're going to start to see those high forwards shrink down a little bit more. And then you're going to see the scissoring plays between McCarr and McKinnon up top where they're walking in full steam right down Broadway. I think that's something that they need to start opening up a lot more. Yeah, scissor me timbers. I know, right? Um, I did notice hey, when Mosier, Mosier dropped another scissors into the zone. He says it all the time, actually. Yeah, it's a thing. And it is a thing. It absolutely is a thing. I mean, the, the master of it is Doc Emmerich, who had every adjective in the book to describe a play. My favorite was always shuffleboards it into the zone, you know? like What was the one that he used for uh, for a blocker? Hmm. I don't know. Washboards it away or something like that. <laughs> Waffle board. Something. Waffle board. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Have you ever seen the video of Doc Emmerich uh, narrating someone putting like a Subway sandwich together? No. Remarkable. Deadspin used to have uh, like a, a, a soundboard page for all of Doc Emmerich's different descriptive words. It's since been taken down. It's like a flash player page. So you could just click on each one and you would hear the little sound clip of each word. It was fantastic. I wish it was still up. I'd use that thing all the time if it was still available. But unfortunately, I think it's probably because dead's been changed ownership. Uh, so it's dead now. Yeah. McCart today. Great. McKinnon today was awesome. A uh, guy who doesn't show up on the score sheet who I was really impressed with today uh, was JT Comfer. And I think it's because he's moving away from playing the middle of the ice, right? He moves over to the wing because you get, uh, oh, just, Nico Sturm. Thank you, Sturm. I, I was I had a Medved's name in my head from the CSU. Dude, been, I don't I've know. Been, why. It's no, late. No, no, no. It's Trust five me. minutes to Trust midnight. Me. Trust uh, me. Uh, I have in my head made many Nico Sturm and Nico Medved comments right, over the go. past couple of days. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, on the, on the drive time. over here, I was thinking of saying on the show. You know, move over, Nico Medved. Your season's over. Insert Nico Stern. There's it's, a new Nico it's a in new town. New Nico in town. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Stern plays the middle. He moves Confer out to the wing, and he said in the postgame presser, he being Jared Bednar, that Confer will continue to play wing uh, because Stern is going to slot in there as a third or a fourth line center, depending on where he's going to play in the lineup. I thought it opened up Confer's game. 
It allowed him to be like a little bit more aggressive in the offensive zone. I liked his forecheck. I liked his net front presence today. I thought he was a different player. No, I noticed the exact same thing with JT. And, uh, you know, Nico Sturm, Jared Bednar saying after the game that he, he's a center. He's going to play center for this team. He can play the wing as well, but he's going to play center. He won his first five faceoffs tonight. He won six. He lost two. Uh, it's a good 75% clip. He plays 15 minutes. Uh, he's He can be the third line center on this team. Not only did the Avs save $1.3 million in cap space, uh, they probably got a more polished right now player. Yep. So... Uh, it's another sneaky move from Sackick, and you see Stern play tonight, and it's another thing that makes you think, okay, well, if they don't get Giroux, maybe, maybe they got a guy who can fill that face-off need, and they can add maybe a sneakier, cheaper winger uh, down there, or or uh, 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 the, the options just expand a lot with cheaper players you can get. So, yeah, Nico Sturm, great debut here tonight. Let's head out to the Quality First Service Group listener line, 303-504-0925. Devin's been waiting patiently on hold. You're live on 92.5. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's on your mind, Devin. Uh, I just – I love the way we just played uh, defensively tonight. Um, I think, you know, the way the Avs have played all – I think all season long with keeping the pucks on the outside and not letting anything through the middle um, – I mean, we're playing a 200-foot, two-way hockey game, and I think, you know, if we ramp that up in playoffs, there's no team that can beat us, and uh, I think we're going to march all the way to the Cup. Uh, the thing with the Giroux thing, you know, we know nothing has been heard of, it, of anything, but I will say this. If Claude wants to win a Stanley Cup, the best place to do it, and to do it right now, is in Colorado. So, Claude, if you're out there hearing this, Come to Colorado if you want that cup. Yeah, Claude. Appreciate hey, the call, Devin. He's not wrong. He's, for, for a lot of reasons, you know, uh, one thing I think that should not be overlooked, hey, hey, what's the goal? Is it to win a cup? To ch- uh, There's nothing wrong with chasing a cup as a 15-year NHL veteran. Right. Is it to win a cup or is it to win a cup being the guy? But that's just simply not going to happen, Claude. You're not at this point in his career. No. He had a shot to do it, right? You had the shot to do it as the guy against Chicago. When and he then was Patrick in, Kane, when he was in his prime, exactly. When he was several years younger, and it sucks, dude. Like you played on some good Philly teams in the mid two thousands. It sucks that you had to play in the middle of your career up against Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. That's the way she goes. Yeah, but at this point in your career, at 34, 35, 36, however, I don't even know how old Claude is. He's in his mid thirties. He's 34. At, at this point in his career, you are not the Hart Trophy finalist that you once were. You're still damn effective and a really good hockey player and a good locker room leader uh, as a captain in this league. But you're not going to demand FL1 and PP1 slots on the best team in the league or second or third best team in the league if you're looking at, at Colorado and, and Florida and whoever comes calling for Giroux, that, that's not who you are anymore, dude. Swallow your pride. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, if some analytics guy was to present some really quick presentation for Claude Giroux as to which team gives him the best chance to win a cup. It's it, a one, it, dude, it's a one slide presentation. Yeah, it is. It has an A with a sweeping avalanche around it and a puck <laughs> in the bottom right-hand corner. That's yeah. it. That's all the metrics would say when you consider every variable, just the 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 best chance is with the abs. And a lot of that is because the West is, is slightly, the path is slightly easier. You know, I'm not saying that to, you know, diminish the teams that the abs are going to play in the postseason. but you go play for Florida. You could be out in the first round. Certainly could. Oh, let's hit one more call before we head to our break spring. Tyler is waiting on hold. Tyler, you're on with Raj and spring. What's up guys. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Good, enjoying this nice as win. Hey, I just wanted to touch base on, you know, the 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 Avs goalie tandem. I mean, I haven't seen a goalie tandem between Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz like this in a long time. And I think that we have two of the best goaltenders in the in the National Hockey League. And when it comes, you know, we got the trade deadline coming up. I don't I hope that Sakic doesn't do a dang thing with uh with the goalies because they are both on fire right now 
Yeah, they, they've been excellent, and I, I appreciate you bringing that up. We had a text on the Shop Mazda text line uh, a little while ago from the 426 that said, I'm not so sure the Avs shouldn't make a trade for Flurry, a couple of second-rounders and Kemper. I just really yeah, question the goaltending is what he says. Tyler, I, I think you're right, man. Like They've been excellent, and I appreciate the call, as always. Uh, they have been excellent since the turn of the year. They were 29th in the league in goaltending in January. And since they've moved into the top seven in the league, like that's that's a massive jump in two and a half months. Like neither guy is Vasilevsky or Shesterkin, but both can play like it on any given night. That being said, though, might be the best goaltending tandem in the league. Like you got some candidates, but this might be the best. Spencer Knight just recorded his first first he NHL did. shutout with he did. Florida now, tonight. He struggled a little Who bit, cares? but you're right. First NHL shutout for Spencer tonight. Like Vile Husso has been good with the Blues. If Bennington is right, that's a decent tandem. Peterson and Quick with the Kings. Obviously, I'm a Western Conference guy, so that's where my head is going right now. Is to the West. Uh, Francois and Kemper. That's, I, I don't know, man. I think that's, I mean, top of my head, that's the best in the league. But, you know, in the playoffs, it's not about tandems. It's about one guy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taking the reins and going, but what a great tandem like that does for you is, you know, knock on wood, somebody gets hurt. Well, you're not going to miss a beat, really. So there is that. I thought Francois was going to find his way to extend the shutout streak tonight before that, you know, kind of chintzy tipping goal where he didn't see anything at the end of the second period. He made some excellent side to side saves on like San Jose had four or five grade a opportunities that he stops. Uh, one could say that he stopped the Couture breakaway as well before it got, uh, it got pushed into the net It ends up going as it, the, the shot on goal doesn't even get recorded because it's an offside play, but that's a huge save on an elite player in Couture. He goes on to make a couple of backdoor saves from left to right. He gets bailed out after the Eric Carlson cross ice pass, a beautiful, like, vintage Eric Carlson play uh, that I want to say, was it Balsers missed the edge of the net? It was either Balsers or um, or Barabanov that missed that backdoor tap in, I think, hits the post, but he was there to make the save. And when you have a 1B like, like Frankie in net, it should give you a lot of confidence moving forward that if a guy gets hurt or if he falters a little bit, you're not screwed. Like, no, absolutely. He was great tonight. Right. That was great. Uh, uh, you mentioned Couture there, and McNabb brought this up pretty quickly after Eric Carlson, who had a really fine game tonight. Kind of looked like vintage Eric Carlson tonight. Where's that been over the past couple seasons? Uh, when he scored that nice wrist shot goal. He did look vintage. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, uh, to make it 4-3, you know, McNabb pointed out how big was that overturned Couture goal in the first period. Super close offside overturn there. Uh, if that stands, that's a 4-4 game, and the Avs empty netter doesn't happen because it's tied at four, and we're probably going to overtime. So big Slim margin offside play goes the Avs way. Uh, this text here, I really like how Manson uh, is fitting in perfectly. It's like he's been with the team all season. I find I find it interesting looking at this box score tonight. Manson only plays 16 and a half minutes. Cal McCarr and Devon Taves each played 27 and a half minutes tonight. Cal McCarr played six minutes and 27 seconds on the penalty kill tonight and he popped on the penalty kill. He had at least one play where he broke out of the zone and, and you start thinking about, you know, the abs had oh, a <laughs> dude, the play in the second period where I think he was feeding helm. Uh, he fed. So he fed helm once. Yeah. And then there was another play in the kill in the second period. Hold your thought. I, I, I don't want to take you off no, on keep, your tangent. Yeah, go for it. But you mentioned that he popped on the PK. 
And I think it was Devon Taves who brought the puck up the left-hand side in the neutral zone, and you see McCarr bolt yeah. up the ice, and nobody can catch him. Oh, Taves held on to the, Yes, exactly. It's exactly what <laughs> – I don't know who the defenseman was. I'm sure it was a Burns or a Carlson trying to get back there thinking that uh, like Alex Petrangelo did in the outdoor game with Nathan McKinnon last year, Taves doesn't pass the puck in the neutral zone. He kind of waits to try and feather it behind the San Jose defenseman, and it doesn't get through. His acceleration is stunning. I I do wonder if Jared Bednar kind of had it in the back of his mind early and like before the season even started that I'm not going to play Kale McCarr on the PK. But if the PK doesn't look good as the season progresses, or even if it did, I'm going to put Kale McCarr, I'm going to mix him in. I'm going to get him going on the PK in the back half of this season. You probably don't, you know, why, why play him there all season? You don't want him to get hurt early in the season, playing extra minutes, you know, if you don't have to play him. But now that we're just over a month to go and now Kale's playing six and a half minutes shorthanded tonight, that tells me that, Okay, now's the time where we're going to get you comfortable on the PK so that come playoff time, we have freaking Kale McCarr out there doing his two-way stuff, and that's got shorthanded goals written all over it, too. No, it certainly does. At six and a half minutes on the kill is is wild. And then you look down, like Brent Burns played 30 minutes tonight. Just shy of 30 minutes, Brent Burns in his old age. Eric Carlson plays 26 minutes this evening, uh, eight minutes and 15 seconds on the ice on the power play. That means over the 10 minutes of power play time that San Jose had tonight, Eric Carlson was off the ice for just one minute and 45 seconds. That's crazy. Hey, you got two horses like that? Ride them. What a great little matchup tonight between Burns Burns and Carlson versus McCarr and Taves. Right. That's, That's the perfect example of a top pairing in the league. You, mm-hmm. you're going to play 10 more minutes a night than every one of the other defensemen on your team. Mm-hmm. It, that, it's the same way across the entire league. Yeah, but look at Burns and Carlson doing it into their 30s. I have no doubt that Kale will be doing the same thing as his career progresses. We'll take a quick timeout on the other side. We'll hit your comments in the American Financing Twitch chat room, your text messages on the Champ Mazda text line at 30933. We'll go around the NHL, check out the scores from tonight also, as well. Also, uh, Steve Nelson, you found the Doc Emmerich soundboard? No way. Did you I, find that? I did not find the soundboard. I found him doing play-by-play of people making a sandwich. It's really good. Okay, we'll play that on the other side. Between the pipes on 92.5. Coming back in three minutes. KKSC Parker. KKSC FM HD1 Broomfield. KKSC FM HD2 Broomfield. 269 AE Boulder. We are Altitude Sports Radio. You're listening to Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5's Colorado Avalanche postgame show. Down by Devontae in the near corner. It's kind of strange to see Carlson without the long hair for San Jose. Oh, he got a fight! McDermott's going! Oh, and he's throwing rights all over the place on Jacob Middleton. Right by McDermott! Right by McDermott! And Jacob Middleton has no idea what hit him! You're going to play with the bull, young man. You're going to get the horns. And that's exactly what happened to Middleton. It was a three-punch fight by McDermott that I saw. All three went to the face of Middleton. He went down to the ice. And that was it. A TKO by McDermott. We got a fight. Curtis McDermott throwing the knucks in an Avs 5-3 win this evening against the San Jose Sharks out at SAP Center. The Avs will return home uh, tonight, and they will prepare to face the Edmonton Oilers on Monday evening. When you hear our voices on Monday night, the Avs roster will be set. Uh, the, The NHL trade deadline is Monday afternoon, so by the time that that game drops the puck, We will know exactly who Joe Sackick and Jared Bednar have moving forward into this cup run. Uh, We can put to bed all of the rumors and the speculation that we've been speaking about for seemingly two months now, spring. Uh, The two new additions, though, have played really well. Uh, We just talked about how Josh Manson has fit in. 
almost seamlessly on the defensive end. Uh, Nico Sturm plays well tonight. He wins six of eight draws. That's what you bring him in to do. Uh, he plays 15 minutes this evening as well. Four minutes on the uh, uh, on the kill for the Avs, who go five for five on the PK this evening. I thought he looks good. Um, he's not going to wow you at any point this year. You need to... You need to not notice a pickup like that in order for it to work. If you don't notice Nico Sturm, he's probably doing his job well. And that's not a knock on this guy. Like, as a third-line, fourth-line center, if I don't notice you all that much, I'm probably pretty comfortable with how you're playing. I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, I do want Like, wanna... don't be Dash. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't make mistakes. Uh, and, you know, win some face-offs. Six out of eight here tonight. Uh, a couple more Giroux-related texts here. Billy wants to know, do you guys think Byron might be a piece Philly is wanting? I'm sure, right? Uh, and this kind of leads into this other text from MT. If the Panthers go in search of defense now, does the price for Giroux drop if the Avs are the only contending suitor? That's because Aaron Ekblad kind of took a hit uh, along the boards and came down on his ankle, maybe twisted a knee. We don't know. It looked bad because he was carted off. But after the game, the Panthers were saying it's not as bad as they feared it would be. So, yeah, when that injury happens, you're thinking, uh-oh, maybe the Panthers are going to go look for defense now, even though they did just trade for Ben Sherratt, giving up a first-round pick for him, too, and one of their uh, a top 10 prospect, a lower top 10 prospect. Second round pick Ty Smolanich, who's a former Colorado Thunderbird, grew up playing here in Denver. Nice call right there. Hell yeah. You know Raj knows his stuff right there. Um, But the, the, the Flyers seem to want a young defenseman prospect. That's why last night when it looked maybe there were reports like, oh, like Giroux to the Panthers. This could be happening right now. So the Charlotte Checkers, the Panthers AHL affiliate, they withheld Owen Tippett from the lineup. He was a healthy scratch. Former first round pick. 10th overall pick. I don't know. You really want to be trained for a 10th overall pick? The 10th overall picks, man. They can be sketchy. And if he had, because he played for, he was, he was in the Panthers defensive rotation for the past couple seasons. And he got demoted to the A this season. That sounds like some other 10th overall picks we we know of uh, around these parts. So you really want to be messing with that? But yeah, they want a, really? a, a defensive prospect, it looks like. I don't. I think Bowen Byram's untouchable. So that's just not going to happen. They probably want Justin Barron, though. And yeah, I don't know if I do that. That's like a line I maybe am not willing to cross. You want Samparanta? You want Martin Kaut? Keep on. Owen Tippett is 23 years old. Ronta's 21. Kout's 22. So, I mean, if you love this Tippett kid, I don't know. The Avs have some similar type prospects. Maybe not defensive prospects, though. That's kind of where the the, the it gets a little sketchy. Yeah, and you've already parted ways with two of your top defensive prospects in the last year with Connor Timmons going to Arizona in the Kemper trade, and then you, uh, you ship out Drew Hellison, the second-round pick from Boston College, in order to go out and get a guy like Josh Manson. So uh, at some point, you do want to hold on to those guys. And uh, Barron is a player that you expect to probably make the roster next year, and you're going to need him to make the roster because you have to save money somewhere, and those entry-level contracts are cheap. I don't expect them to move on from either Barron or Byram. Um, they're probably in the conversation. I don't know the the prospects. I don't know the pick packages uh, that Sackick has put on the table that uh, are being reported as the best offer on the table between Florida's and Colorado's uh, in front of the Philly brass there. So who's the GM in Philly? Is it Briere? No. Hmm. Who's well, the GM? It's not in Ron Philly? Hextall anymore. It might be Danny Briere. Let's see. Uh, Chuck Fletcher. Chuck Fletcher. Why do I think it's Danny Breer? Breer's got to be involved somewhere up there. Um, I would have a hard time moving on from either one of those two guys. Because, again, not only are they very promising defensemen, you need to save the money. You have to have at least one or two defensemen next year on your team 
on entry level deals. You know, another funny thing too, when I was, you know, reading about this Owen Tippett stuff last night is, you know, here's a 23 year old 10th overall pick from the 2017 draft who's still developing. Right. And yet you looked at, and that, and that's been the thing for years, like always with young defensive prospects coming to the NHL level, you would always hear, well, they take time. They take time. And now we're seeing Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram be really good immediately. So it's like, is it still that they take time or Kale and Bowen, the exceptions to the rule? It's probably more that they're just exceptions to the rule. Now with Bowen, you know, his concussion history, you know, mate, does that muddy any waters? Are you, are you thinking at all, man, maybe we would part with the Bowen because of that. I, I think it's a resounding no, you don't. I mean, Bowen has been skating at practice in a red non-contact sweater. He's young enough. We've seen Sidney Crosby overcome this stuff. I mean, the therapies on the brain nowadays are better than ever, especially when you're young, like Bowen getting on it early. I, I, I would imagine the Flyers said, hey, what about Bowen Byram? Joe Sackett immediately said, no. And the Flyers were like, well, we had to ask. We had to ask. <laughs> no. There's a there's a line for those of you who are uh, familiar with the old HBO show Entourage. For my money, the greatest television show uh, ever made in terms of comedies. It's 30-minute shows. It's hilarious. You get everything you could possibly want. Um Joe is saying, hey, I, I'm the one who does the, the screwing over here. Yeah, like, right. It, yeah. I, I don't get screwed over. I do uh -huh. the screwing. That's what Joe's saying yeah. there. Um, Around the NHL. Whoa. Yes, exactly. Uh, Around the NHL, the Senators 3-1 winners at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. The Capitals win 4-3 in a shootout. Alexander Ovechkin gets the shootout winner. He also had the goal to tie the game at 3 in the third period, his 39th goal of the year with five minutes to go in the third on the power play as the Capitals beat the Hurricanes in the extra frame. The Bruins on the road against the Jets double up Winnipeg this evening. A gorgeous, gorgeous goal from Brad Marchand uh, and Taylor Hall on a little two-on-one, two-on-oh that happened uh, on like a quick break. It was a beautiful set of tic-tac-toe passing for them. So uh, Boston gets their 38th win on the season. Again, I don't, th I think Boston's a team that probably gets bounced in the first round. And a lot of people are upset about it and disappointed. I just don't believe in them. Look, I'll give Boston credit. They played better over the past month or so, but that's still not a Stanley cup team. I'm sorry. Bruins fans. The Sabres one zero winners in Calgary. A barn burner with Dustin Tokarski uh, getting the one nothing shutout after Jacob Markstrom misplays a puck with a minute and a half to go in the extra frame. He came out to play a an icing and the puck eats his stick up. Tage Thompson then grabs the puck and somehow slips it into the empty net and, and Buffalo walks away with the win. Uh, Calgary's damn good, guys, but that's a, a tough way to lose a hockey game. Hey, good for Tukarski. He's like 30 years old. Tukarski! Career, career journeyman, and he's actually had like a respectable season, uh, considering you probably would have thought he'd just get shelled if he had numerous starts this season, but now he's actually kind of held his own, so good for him. Panthers 3-0 shutout winners with Spencer Knight in net, a battle of two American goalies, Spencer Knight and John Gibson. Two goals from Jonathan Huberto, and Jumbo Joe Thornton gets his fifth of the year in the second period of play there in our game. Five, three winners for the abs over the sharks. Before we hit a break, we promise let's hear this doc Emmerich sandwich sound. Let's go. And, and also for a little bit of context, this is from may 2017 when the, the penguins were getting that second Stanley cup in their back to back. And so doc Emmerich is in Philadelphia for one of the games. And he swung by Primanti bros, a famous sandwich shop and sat at the counter and did play-by-play -play of his sandwich being made as he was watching it being made in front of him. What's in Pierre's sandwich? Okay, so Pierre's in between the bread. We're gonna go with a little bit of Cajun chicken with American cheese, and we're gonna dress that up for Manny Brothers style with French fries, sweet and sour coleslaw, and a couple slices of tomato. I'm gonna take a closer look at this and see how it's all done. These are the hands of Mike Mitchum, six feet, 215 pounds, 37 years of age, 17 years in the service of Primanti Brothers. Class, anybody, what comes next? The fries, you're right. After that, 
the pieces of tomato, the coleslaw, on top with just enough force, gets that other piece of bread to the top, makes the wrapper go over, doubles and slides. You're pretty good at this. So are you. I'll be nice and cut it for you guys. Outstanding. I love that guy, man. I love that guy. That is great. Can make watching paint dry something exciting. <laughs> Doc Emmerich. Oh, well uh, yeah. Four years ago on, on sandwiches. Um, yeah. In our game, Avs win 5-3. That was your walk around the NHL scoreboard. On the other side of our final break on Between the Pipes late night here, uh, after the Avs get a two-goal victory, we'll play some Bet the Pipes. I went 0 for 3 last time. Spring goes 2 for 2. He had one bet negated. 2-0-1. Uh, two zero and one. Yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll give you we'll give you the tie there. But uh, my hot streak comes to an end. We'll tell you why, and we'll tell you how I'm going to get back uh, in the winner circle tomorrow morning, bright and early. Raj and Spring back in three minutes. You're listening to Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio, ninety two five, Colorado Avalanche post game show. Avs win 5-3. The last time we played Bet the Pipes here on Between the Pipes and Altitude Sports Radio 92.5, your only and official home for Colorado Avalanche hockey. I was on a hot streak spring. I was I was hot on your heels, nipping at them after you'd gotten off to a big old lead. Uh, and then I pooped that right down the drain and went 0 for 3 on Wednesday. I had Eucharit in Finland's Liga. At minus 180, money line favorites against Turku. They lost 3-1 in that game. I had the over six in the Tampa Bay-Seattle game paying out at minus 115. Uh, There were five goals scored in a 4-1 Tampa Bay victory in that game. And then my third pick was Boston. Money line on the row, or rather at home, against Minnesota. And Minnie wins that going away 4-2 with the empty netter. So I showed up and went 0-3 the last time we played spring. You had the over-6 in that Boston-Minnesota game. That gets negated as we're as we're washing out. Six total goals in that game. Three goals in the first. And then you had a little Tampa Bay-Calgary money line parlay. Both of those hit. It paid out at minus 137, if I'm correct. So yep. a nice little parlay there for you. And then you had the under six and a half in that game uh, as well. If uh, Jackets Senators. Oh, sorry. The Jackets Senators game. Um, it was a 3-1 or 4-1 win for Columbus. That was a 4-1 win for Columbus. So great day for you there. I'm going to try and come back. Uh, standings as of right now, I am 18 of 33. Spring is 21 of 32. I'm four for six of my bonuses, and spring is one for five. We're going to go out to Europe tomorrow morning early. 9 a.m. starts in the Czech Republic and in Finland to get you guys some winners before college basketball starts in the round of 32. Check playoffs. I like Trinic minus one and a half against Viktovica. That pays out at plus 105. So again, Trinic minus one and a half in the Czech Republic Extra Liga. That starts at 9 a.m., just eight and a half hours from right now. Over to Finland in Liga. I like Ilves three way versus Kalpa. Paying out at minus 124. This is something I'm going to put two units of my own on. Uh, so I'm a little bit more comfortable with that bet than I am with the Trinic bet. Uh, and then I will give you guys something in the National Hockey League tomorrow night. Pittsburgh is on the road against Arizona. Minus one and a half pays out at even money. But no, we're not going to get greedy with that. We're going Pittsburgh Penguins three-way money line winners. So that's to win in regulation. Paying out at minus one. 55. All right, I got uh, three NHL picks for you. Two of these in the afternoon. One of them, uh, one of the first two games to start. I like the New York Islanders minus 120 at home to beat the Dallas Stars. The Islanders just went into Madison Square Garden, beat the Rangers 2-1. to one. Matthew Barzell is back. Did you see that save Elias Sorokin made on Panarin? I did not. Oh, man. Yeah. Holy crap. Good. Let's get more of that tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, it's probably all too little too late for the Islanders, which makes it even funnier if they win tomorrow, because I could totally see the Islanders like finally start to play well, even though it means nothing. Dallas does really probably want this game more. They're uh, still just one point back of Vegas for that final wild card spot. Uh, the Stars do have four games in hand. 
over Vegas, though, so it's not like a loss kills them. Uh, so Islanders on their home ice. I like that. I like I got two dogs for you. I think I at least go one or two here. I think I could go two or two here. 1 p.m. The New Jersey Devils plus 195 at the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers are on a four game win streak. And the Devils have lost two in a row, but that's okay because it's the Oilers. And Jack Hughes is a stud. I, I, I think maybe people are going to ride a little too high on a four-game win streak for the Oilers. Edmonton might be looking ahead to Monday night's matchup against Colorado. I like that as well. So, yeah, I like this Devils pick. It's a little trappy. Uh, and how about 3 o'clock, actually, another afternoon game for you. Uh, you know what's funny is the Avs are now 16 points clear of the St. Louis Blues <laughs> in the Central Division. I don't think St. Louis is gaining any ground on him tomorrow. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are plus 150 at home against St. Louis. Uh, Columbus is 31, 28, and 3. I, I know that St. Louis is a solid team, but... How about the Eastern Conference shows just how deep they are tomorrow? Blue Jackets to beat the Blues, plus 150. There it is. Those are your picks. So if you guys want to get in the Europe picks, those are at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Spring has early NHL hockey uh, for you, so you guys can sprinkle those in uh, in the midst of your March Madness picks. But in our game, the Avs win 5-3. They've won three straight games. The next time you guys will hear us, it'll be much earlier than the last couple of shows. A 7.30 p.m. pup drop here at home at Ball Arena as the Avs welcome in Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. For my partner, Mark Springer, for my super producer, Steve Nelson, my name is Alex Ryan Amy. Go to bed. Enjoy your weekend. It's going to be gorgeous. Watch a bunch of basketball. Throw some friendly wagers out there. Uh, stay safe. Be responsible with all of those things. We will talk to you on Monday after the trade deadline. with Alex Ryan and Mark Springer on Denver's official home for Avs Hockey. Altitude Sports Radio. Sell the horn! 92.5.